0: Okay, so we're in Chovot Elevavot Shara Hon, still in chapter four, and we just discussed how to apply Hon when it comes to your family and friends. And he's gonna move on now to discuss how to deal with adversaries, how to deal with opponents, with competitors, with enemies um, in the realm of Hon. So he says, As for bitahon in regards to dealing with one's enemies, or people who are jealous of him, or those who seek his harm, the correct approach is as follows. In regard to all their matters, he should rely on the protection of Hashem, and he should tolerate their insults. And he should not repay them in kind. He shouldn't stoop to their level and and, and do back to them what they're doing to him. He should repay them with kindness. And he should do for them any good that he can. Reminding himself that his benefit and harm are solely in the hands of Hashem. So Havot Levavot is describing a form of conduct that's not easily attained. This is very, very difficult, right? In fact, the Torah doesn't even demand such behavior from everyone, right? So while the Torah forbids taking revenge, it doesn't necessarily expect everyone to react kindly to an insult or be silent in the face of an insult. I mean, to be silent in the face of an insult is considered very pious, very righteous. Um, and there's a lot of different texts and sages that say the benefits of staying silent. They say that the gates of mercy and the gates of abundance and blessing come down because if someone's backdaling you, if someone's insulting you and bashing you and you stay silent or you get embarrassed or humiliated and you stay silent, they say at that moment, you should pray for, pray, pray for something, pray for anything because it's a good moment to pray. Of course, you can pray for yourself, you could pray for other people. And then I heard an unbelievable thing from actually Ruby Shehabar. He said imagine if in that moment you pray for the person insulting you That's like a, a next level um, And the commentary talks about Mesilat yesharim*, Which uh, classifies the practice of responding to evil with goodness As Hasidut, which is what we said, right? Piety um, Which is again beyond the letter of the law And uh, David HaMelech hit this level Right, where when his enemies were sick He would, he would, he would pray for them And he would fast for them So Chovot Elevavot is saying, you know, this is a very difficult midah to have but it's attainable through bitachon and if someone takes to heart that no one could do anything to him except Hashem, meaning through Hashem's decree, and he internalizes this, he's not going to be affected by his enemy's taunts because he knows the words can't harm him and he'll react with kindness and if they're actually successful in being a cause of harm to him, let's say they actually harm him, unfortunately. He should think positively of them. And he should suspect himself and his deeds. He should reflect. And uh, the wrongful things that he may have done, he should think, this is probably why something happened to me, right? So, thinking positively of them just means that he shouldn't blame his enemies for what happened, right? He, he just has to reflect and feel, you know, maybe I was deserving of punishment due to something that I did and Hashem made this happen. And if it didn't happen, then, well, if I, or if I didn't deserve it, it wouldn't have happened, right? And um, the Sefer Al-Hinuch explains that the attitude of Bitahon described here by Chuvot Alevavot is the basis of the Torah's prohibition of revenge, right? Because a person must firmly believe that whatever happens to him, whether good or bad, was decreed by Hashem. So if someone succeeded in harming him, his attitude should be that his own sins were the cause of his pain, and Hashem decreed that he should be punished. Therefore, there's no reason for him to take revenge against the person who harmed him because that person isn't the source, right? And Sever Hasidim similarly relates that someone who caused anguish to a sadiq, and people said to him, this man committed a grave sin by causing you undeserved pain, it's a mitzvah for you to punish and curse him. The sadiq replies, if so, I should punish and curse myself because it was my own sins that brought the pain upon me. So again, it's things we can't really comprehend or understand because it's such a level of holiness and righteousness and understanding and piety that is beyond our understanding in the day-to-day life, but it's something to to at least realize is the ideal and it's something that Hashem, you know, has made possible for us to at least work towards. And again, this was this was behind David Amalek's reactions throughout his life, right? He was cursed by Shimi Ben Gira during Avshalom's rebellion and one of David's officers wanted to kill him. Uh, he want, Meaning one of his officers wanted to kill Shimi, who cursed who cursed David, and what did David say? Let him be, let him curse, Hashem has told him to. So David's basically saying, it's my sins that Hashem made this happen. If I didn't sin, Avshalom never would have rebelled, and Shimi would not have a, a fight with me. So the Reshit Chochma adds that accepting insult with calm, the same way that we're sort of seeing David did it, and recognizing that it was sent to Hashem is actually part of the process of Teshuvah, so it actually cleanses us too. All our sins and all the deen, all the judgment in heaven could disappear if we just sort of stay silent while uh, while dealing with what we're dealing with. And uh, of course, a person who intentionally afflicts harm will be punished, like the example you gave the other day, right, where you said, uh, or, or, or no, or, or Mickey said it, where he was saying, if a person does harm, the person that he did harm to sort of deserved it, but he got punished for being the one who gave the harm, right? Remember like that cycle we sort of went down? So this, go ahead. The domino effect. What was that? The domino effect. Correct, exactly. Um, and how do we say you could break that is, is sort of doing teshubah, right? And breaking away from that. Um, anyway, so that's that's sort of what he's saying here. So now he says, now he says, Either way, if someone has enemies, he should pray and beg to Hashem and ask him to atone for his sins, meaning, help me cleanse so I don't have enemies. And if he does this, his enemies will turn back from their hostility and begin to love him. So he'll be able to uh, to move on. Where were we? Where were we? The way Shlomo HaMelech says... When Hashem favors a man's ways, even his foes will make peace with him. Meaning, if a person does the right thing, at the end of the day, even his enemies uh, will make peace with him. So this actually concludes section three of of an area where bitahon applies, which, like we said, is relationship. And the next category, which we could do next time, uh, is the fourth category where it talks about per- fulfilling personal mitzvot. So the the previous three categories pertain to a person's well-being in this world, right? We spoke about health and income and relationships with family and other people. And this category is going to specifically talk about a person's ability to perform its mitzvot with bitachon. So that's what we're going to do uh, next time.